0: Welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, I'm Tony Cofernanzi. And uh, Connor Ennis is uh, out today because he, uh, well, he was up with his kid the last two nights, so um, understandable that he needs to get some sleep. Uh, It is the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to you too. Thank you. Yeah, kind of a quiet 4th of July around here not much going on uh, we did all of our activities last did everything last night so um yeah I am not working until Wednesday so I could have done crazy stuff today but I didn't so
1: yeah good choice um, good choice I gotta go back to work uh tomorrow after over a week off so that's gonna be nice. a whole, a yeah. Chance, but, uh yeah I'm good. glad to have the day off absolutely
0: yep um so i wanted to talk to you guys and it's too bad connor isn't here because connor was on my flight home uh this last tuesday morning um i upgraded to first class which was nice i don't know if i could ever go back to economy again <laughs> after getting all the free stuff that i got um, the tray of snacks they brought out was like ridiculous like just this tray of bags of chips and cookies and snacks. And I was like, holy shit! They're like, hey. yeah, take take as many as you want. I'm Like, well, yeah, uh, that's... okay.
1: They take you take what you want. You kind of get used to that. And then, did they serve you breakfast? I oh assume? yeah,
0: yeah. We oh, had okay. quiche. We had quiche. Oh,
1: awesome. Quiche
0: for breakfast. And the the other thing too is they put a, they bring out a little nice little tablecloth for your yeah. for your tray table. It's like well, holy gosh. shit. Oh. Yeah, and
1: yeah, actually, Tony, I um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be upgraded to first uh on our our flight down mm-hmm. to Florida, and uh, I probably had the same you know the same quiche as you. That's that yeah. that's what they gave me as well. So, yeah, yeah, I know. Probably not about. the exact same quiche. Probably not. That. Unlikely. Unlikely. That take a that yeah. take a little working to do, but yeah, no. Flying first class is great, and it's kind of like it. Back in the day, I uh, used to fly it all the time just because I got upgraded. Now, those upgrades are a little harder to come by. So I yeah. kind of had to get used to flying, uh, you know, in uh, Comfort Plus or Coach or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, anytime I do uh, get upgraded, it's a nice little touch. Even on the, you know, actually, I wouldn't call a trip from Florida short, but, you know, a three-hour flight is great just to be able to actually spread your arms out a little bit. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's it. So
0: the fun started before we even got on the plane because we get to the airport. It's not that busy, but there's a line for Delta. And of course I have sky priority, right? So I could have gone on the sky priority line, but I'm like, I'm with Connor, you know, I'll just hang with him and check in with him, you know, to check our bagging. I get up to the thing and the guy goes, you're sky priority. Why are you in this line? I was like, cause I was waiting with a friend. He's like, no, you should always go through. I'm like, I was waiting with a friend. Don't worry about it. Right. And so then we get to the, uh, security and my backpack gets flagged because hmm. it's not coming out of the conveyor belt, right? Laptop came out. That didn't come out. So the guy brings my bag out and he goes, is this yours? I'm like, yep. He's like, I got to check it. So he gives it up to the little scanner. And I had, <laughs> and they had the little red box around the microphone that I had in my backpack.
2: <laughs> oh, nice! And the
0: guy goes, it's all serious. I mean, he's a, you know, TSA guy. He goes, is this, is this ni- Is this a knife? Is it sharp? I'm like, no, it's a microphone. So he kind of takes it out. He's like, "Oh, it's a microphone." Okay, see you later. Bye bye. So, <laughs> of course, they're doing a lot of construction there at the Fort Lauderdale Airport. So it was interesting, and we were walking around trying to find stuff. And uh, I boarded first. I sat next to this nice old, older lady um, who was from Florida. Very a little talkative, but it was okay. And uh, so, like I said, we had you know breakfast and the snacks and the water and all that stuff, and it was great. And then the flight lands. And the old lady next to me goes, "Hey, would you mind getting my bag up from the overhead compartment? Get it down." I said, "No, it's not a problem." You know, she's like, "Yeah, it's a dialysis machine." I said, "How much does this thing weigh?" She said, "Well, about thirty-five pounds." I'm like, "Oh, that's fine." So we get it off the plane. She's getting a wheelchair, whatever. And as I'm walking down the uh, little, uh, what do you call that? The uh, jetway.
1: Jetway. Yeah. If I'm
0: walking down the jetway, there's like nine people with wheelchairs coming down to pick people up i'm like holy shit well come to find out we were on like the geriatric flight
1: well you, I mean, you know it is it's coming seriously from Florida, so yeah. South
0: Florida. so i was waiting for connor and of course there'd be huge gaps where they had to get somebody with the wheelchair out another big gap wheelchair gap <laughs> their people are coming with the little like scooters to take these people to other places i'm like holy shit man this is nuts uh but yeah it was it was a it was a fun flight and we got back and uh went through a little severe weather on the way back, which is nice, right? in Rochester there. So, uh, wasn't too bumpy, but yeah, it was fine. And, uh, yeah. So Dave, you went on a cruise. I did. Afterwards. Yeah. I got yeah.
1: lucky. So yeah, you, you guys left, uh, early Tuesday morning, didn't get a yep. chance to say goodbye with that uh-huh. the night before. And then, uh, David was nice enough to drive me over to the Fort Lauderdale airport where I picked up a car, um, just to basically drive around from about eight in the morning until one, 1 30 when I yep. had to pick up Ashley from the airport. Uh, but, uh, yeah, then we spent that afternoon on Miami beach doing a little bicycling up and down the beach, swimming in the ocean, hitting a pool. And then, yeah, lucky enough to jump on a cruise that Wednesday. So, yeah. and just, and just, uh, got back, uh, yesterday. So yeah, that was a really fun experience.
0: Yeah. Awesome Did you, uh, did you guys like play at the casino anytime or doing any that it, stuff or
1: you, you know normally uh, i'd probably go to the casino a lot more but mm-hmm. uh, with me with me and her on this cruise we did not i went in a couple of times but didn't really spend a significant amount of time gambling but then on the <laughs> last night I talked Ashley into, you know, we went, we went to the last day was a day at sea. So we went to show after show after show and did all sorts of fun stuff. It was a great day, actually. Maybe, I mean, we went to Key West, which was amazing. Bimini uh, in the Bahamas, which is great, but the day at sea was awesome too. We did so much, but anyways, talked her into going into the casino on the last night um, just to play around. And, and, she got into it. I'm because she's not a gambler. That's why we didn't spend too much time in yeah. the casino. She's not a gambler at all, doesn't really like it. But we sit down and I'm just sitting, I'm sitting like, you know, she knows how to gamble, but I I put a 20 into a machine and I'm just hitting, you know, minimum bet, minimum bet, minimum bet. And so I'm like, here you go, hun, take a 20. You know, and then I watch her start playing and she's smashing the max bet <laughs> buttons. And I'm like, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know she's
1: i'm sitting there you know going my balance is going down little by little and hers is already like halfway through i'm like whoa hun you know use you know min bet you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong but she doesn't listen to me keeps hitting the max bet button and sure enough wins like uh 150 bucks i'm like nice. Holy cow. and we're like maybe we should cash out yeah okay we'll cash out and, and then then she decides she wants to play a little bit more and i throw her a 50 bill and she puts that in and of course Doing the same thing. Max bet. Max bet. I'm not going to stop her. I'm not going to stop her because her technique was working. And uh, sure on. enough, she hit like another $200 win. Jeez. Oh, so, yeah. We did lucky. all right. That was fun. And that was all in the last night, too. So, yeah, good ending to the cruise. It's an overall uh, great trip. And it was fun being with you guys. Almost like I had two vacations in one because obviously yeah. going to the, the Marlins game and the Loons game down there at Miami and then uh, hanging out with you guys there at b and then you then know, jumping on a cruise ship. What a week. I yep. Spoiled. I, I was definitely spoiled.
0: This was uh, Ashley's first cruise, right?
1: It was her first cruise, yeah. so it was kind of cool to, sh- you yeah, know, I've been, I think, ten or eleven, so it was kind of cool to uh, share that experience mm-hmm. with her. So yeah, she was quite excited to be there, and yeah, it was really a really great trip.
0: Awesome, man. And uh, David, you went back and watched your brew crew play in Tampa Bay, right?
2: Yeah, I uh, took the Florida Turnpike up through Central South Central. I South Central Florida and uh, headed over to Tampa and uh, took in J.C. Newman cigar factory tour uh, oh, nice. right after I got to Tampa. That place is pretty sweet. It's the oldest, longest running cigar factory in the United States. Nice. Um, and, you know, I didn't realize that Arturo Fuente, who is probably one of the most famous cigar companies ever, um, he actually got his start in Tampa. And then ended up moving to Dominican, um, which I didn't know. It was it was kind of cool to learn that. But there used to be many many cigar factories in Tampa, Um, and uh, Jason Newman is very cool. I got to see some hand rolling going on, and got to pick up a pack of cigars that they released only in the factory that were hand rolled, and um, I had one last night during the match. fantastic really great nice um then i uh had after that i headed over to uh where i got my beer for the podcast um and then yeah i was so burned out after such a a good weekend with you guys and driving almost four hours to tampa that i didn't go to the brewers game tuesday night like i was planning on and so i just kind of crashed in the hotel ended up actually watching the whole game on tv um, and then just took in the afternoon game on Wednesday.
0: Nice.
2: Um, so that was that was a good time. I actually made it on TV uh three oh. times during that game. Oh, and one time was an extended time. The uh the Ray Girls, I think they're called, they're kind of like oh. their cheerleaders, but not mm-hmm. really. They do TV segments. They literally did a segment right in front of my chair. Oh. And so it was like the camera was on me the entire time, and the, the dad <laughs> and his son next to me. He was joking around, about the fact that we we're trying to make sure it doesn't look like we're staring at them, all <laughs> not, you know. So, um, it, it was a good time, uh, very good time. Uh, got back like Wednesday night or early Wednesday night, I guess. nice. Uh, but yeah, it was a fantastic time.
0: Good. So we all had we all had a good last weekend. You know, good times.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, anyways, guys. Well, David brought up beer. So, we might, we might, we should probably talk about what we're drinking tonight because uh, David, you've got a new brewery, right? Yep. I've got a new brewery. Uh, Dave, do you have a new brewery?
1: I do not. No. So, yeah,
0: you, gotta, you know, we've
1: got to even things. So much out for the, the trifi you know.
0: Boo. Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Do
1: you um, have a new beer? Do you have a new beer? I do have a new beer. Okay. Well, that, works. Sort of that works. That works.
0: Yeah. Well, then, since Dave's got an old brewery, but a new beer, uh, Dave, uh, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Yeah. So, I, um, I got back uh, yesterday night uh, about seven o'clock and I realized I don't have any beer for the podcast. And then of course I probably could have ran out today and got some, but I didn't, I was thinking in the holiday, I think places might be closed and I'm like, Oh no, what do I do? What do I do? Well, fortunately close to my house is a uh, loose line brewing company. So I Ooh, shot nice. down there and actually took advantage of the new uh, liquor laws, I suppose, which allows breweries to sell, four you know cans 16 ounce cans correct correct yes so yeah I, I took advantage of that I got a couple four packs I got the foggy bottom four pack but what I'm gonna what I'm gonna feature tonight is something that I had not had before at least I don't I'm almost certain that I hadn't I've tried quite a few of their beers but I had I don't think I'd tried the Piedmont Pilsner um, could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I hadn't because it's not a typical beer that I would uh, order at a brewery um, just because I don't know. I used to like, I always used to like, I've always liked Lagers and I have like Pilsners, uh, but it just seems like it's not a beer I get at too many breweries, but this is their, um, I don't know if it's their, it's, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's one of their flagship beers, but uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, really smooth, easy drinking um, Pilsner. Of course it has like, it has some, Oh, let me look because I, you know, Pilsner could be checked, but yeah, it says it has a delicate balance of mildly bitter Columbus hops and then the slightly spice floral Czech Saz hops. So it's uh, German style Pilsner, of course. Um, but what really, um, it's perfect for a summer night just because it's, you know, it's really crisp, very easy to drink. It's only five and a half percent alcohol. Um, so yeah, it's just a typical Pilsner, but it really has, you know, their kind of touch to it and just a little, little more distinct than your average uh, Pilsner. So
0: nice, nice. Good times. Loose line. I'm going to get back down there. Well, I've only been yeah, there for, once.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was when you and we
0: yeah, you and I and Nels went down there. So I'll,
1: I'll say this, it was probably, you know, I, I ran down there last night. It was, I think they closed at eight, but I got there probably a little after seven o'clock. And um, I was kind of, I was first of all, surprised they were open on a Sunday night. And then I suppose it's because of the holiday weekend. That place was packed. It was I great bet. to see. I mean, their the whole patio area was completely full. Mm-hmm. The in, inside was nice. I didn't spend any time in there other than just to pick up the uh, beer to go. But, yeah, really great atmosphere. We definitely have to get back.
0: Yeah, it totally will. Um, I'll go next because I've got a new brewery uh, from Minnesota. We've talked about it on the podcast before, and they finally now have jars. They call them jars, not howlers. Um, that you can take home, and that is Heavy Rotation Brewing Company up in Brooklyn Park. I've been there uh, at least twice. This is my third time going there, and uh, I picked up their Reverb, which is a pastry sour with raspberry, vanilla, and milk sugar. It is a wild fermented beer containing funky sour flavors and a variety of aromas. It is a sour, and uh, it is delicious, but with sours, as you guys know, you can't have a lot of a sour because it just it it gets you.
1: What so. I kind of like about them though, yeah, you're right, Tony Sardinar, to but yeah, you can't have a lot. But what I do like about them is it's kind of a sipper, mm-hmm. you know. It's not it's not a beer you're just gonna slam and be done with, you know, in, in five minutes. It's kind of it lets you yeah. I have a tendency, I definitely have a tendency to drink beer a little too fast, but you just can't you can't do that with a sour, which is no. nice.
0: Um I also picked up their sound check, uh, sound check, which is their Belgian saison, and uh, that one I was gonna do, but I decided now I'll go with the reverb. Um, you're only allowed to pick up two at a time. Uh, they are very strict on that. They don't want you taking home a bunch. Of, well, it's because they're a smaller brewery. Um, I think what's uh, his name? I forgot. I, his name escapes me. It's the guy who worked at Houda Pills, Ken. Um, Ken told us when we were there for their opening, he said that they had the same uh, amount of, they can make the same amount of beer as Blue Wolf could. So it was not, it's not a very big, you know, uh, very big process. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, it was nice. They have a new, showed you guys, they have the new uh, arcade machine in there. It rotates out every month. This one is the Nintendo Select arcade machine from 1989. So that was kind of fun. Um, and there was, there was a decent amount of people there. It was, I went on Friday cause I only worked till 1230 on Friday because what's the point working when nobody's at work. And so I went in at 1230 on Friday and they were already like, they opened at 12 and there were already probably 20 people there. Nice. So, you know, people were out doing their thing. So, and then, um, yeah, just to
1: clarify, Tony, you, and you called it a jar. And I think you told us, uh, probably via text message or something is that. And you said, so
2: it's
0: not a house. Mm-hmm. Is it literally a
2: jar? Is it a jar mm-hmm. container? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a jar. I don't know. It's just like
0: what alloy has. Yeah, alloy has this and also a 10k brewing has this too. Um so 7 750 milliliters, Um which is fine. I I don't I mean if, as, long as, I, as long as I can take it home. That's all I was, wanted to do was take some of their beer home and and I mean it's good. Good beer. Um, and again, those guys are great up there, and they got a great thing going on. So,
1: and literally, it's heavy rotation. So, like the beers that we would have seen when we were there, Tony, for the opener, yeah, um, would be they might have the same kind of style beer, but it's a different beer. I'm assuming the all yeah. beers kind of changed out.
0: They, but uh, I think what they do, especially with their like nice dreams, which is their milkshake ale, they'll put different stuff in there. Um, and so right now they got a mango vanilla one. I'm sure they've had a raspberry one and some other ones too. So. Um, yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a good place and, uh, we'll do a podcast there at some point, get a chance to. So, all right. Well, finally, David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida?
2: So, uh, I also went with a Pilsner from Cigar City, probably one of the more popular breweries in, uh, South Florida, if not the most popular, um, most people only know a handful of beers because they only mass produce. I think it's five beers. Um, and the Jai Lai is probably the most famous. Yep. Um, I went with something that you can't get except at the brewery. Um, and it's called The Wet Candidate. And it is a uh, very pale pilsner. Holy shnit. It's, it's a pre-prohibition pilsner, which I believe we've only ever had one other on this podcast and that mm-hmm. was True North Elite's Yes. Um, beer from Dual Dulcism. Yep. So um, I thought it was pretty cool when I saw this on their list. Uh, and so, you know, it's um, a very standard uh, pre-prohibition that uses corn and um, Say's hops, which are very, very mild. Um, it's super, super smooth, um, a little creamy even. Um, it's called the wet candidate, which is, um, in honor of the politicians, um, who supported craft brewing, uh, prior to the, uh, prohibition. So, um,
1: what you you said, and I, I, I know we talked about this at dual system, but like what makes the pre
2: prohibition pills? Is it the corn? Well, so Uh, I, am pretty sure it's always corn. Okay. Um, and, uh, they're uh, almost I think they're always the same or one type of hop. So it's a very simple, very, very simple American pilsner. Um, and beyond that, I don't I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference between a uh, Um Somebody can maybe correct us at some point on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got. It's a 4.4 ABV. Uh, so it's obviously very light. Um, yeah, it was very good. I I want, want to say, Cigar City is a fantastic brewery. I love the fact that they actually have ten ounce pours. Nice. And so you can literally go through your, I mean, you could go through the list practically with that with that small of a glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's and you still feel like you're getting something more than a taste. So I, I really like that. Um, I probably had about six of their beers, um, and all of them were really quality. They there's only one that I was kind of like, hey, I don't I don't like that one. Um, so I, I definitely recommend anybody that goes to Tampa, they should go to City. Um, it might be a little cliche since it's the big mass produced one, but, um, it's still still a fantastic brewery.
0: Nice. So, yeah, uh, before we get out of the beer thing, uh, Dave did mention that because of a new law that Minnesota made that the breweries can sell, uh, four packs and six packs, which has been going well for a lot of breweries I've seen online. They're doing that. Um, but I want to bring up another law that just went into effect on July first in Minnesota that shouldn't have happened, but got <laughs> squeezed through, and that That's is fantastic. the THC law that allows uh, vendors to sell as uh, it five milligram uh, edibles of THC.
1: Yeah, not hear about
0: that. Now, the, but the funny thing is, is that it was a it was a bill that Democrats created and Republicans were all for because it was something to regulate this delta 8 thc which from what i've read is kind of a synthetic thc it's not really well regulated so minnesota wanted to regulate it uh better than they had been before the democrats snuck in at the end of this bill something about legalizing five milligram thc gummies and republicans didn't read the damn thing and it passed which there's no one does and it passed so then Republicans were like, oh shit, we got to take this. No, we're not going to get, it's not going back. Sorry. This is that, you know, and on uh, July 1st, there were lines of people, they sold out at, by 11 o'clock on July 1st, some of these places that had it available. So yeah. So now you can get your, uh, I kind of look at it as like 3.2 beer. You can get the liquor yeah. stores. I mean, five milligrams is yeah. That was. And I question. also
2: heard there was something else about that too, that um, I, I don't know if this is accurate but i've read this in multiple places that the the bill also classified these thc edibles as food so they can't be taxed
0: yeah yeah probably true too yeah yeah so good for the democrats sneaking that in there uh it's all just a matter of time until minnesota's a legal marijuana state i mean
1: i, I was kind of hoping might as well yeah. I mean, a lot of other states are, but I was kind of hoping they'd get the sports gambling bill through before anything else like that. But
0: Yeah, well, that's next year. We'll
1: hope. we we'll so,
0: see. Yeah. Uh, so on of soccer, guys, it was actually a fairly good week for the Loons. I guess
1: week. so. Wow. We needed um, it coming out of Miami, right? Yeah. Wow.
0: So, Loons played two games this week. They had a Wednesday night game against the uh, Galaxy. That was a late night one, so we're not going to talk much about it because most of us were either sleeping or Dave was on a cruise and I was on a boat. On a boat, and uh, so the deal is this: we won the game three to two. Uh, From the highlights I saw, we almost had an epic collapse. You know, Um, I mean, we go up by a couple goals, and we always seem to like give them goals back. But the big story out of this guys happened in the first five minutes. And that was Ariaga going down with a leg injury, ankle, actually an ankle injury. Um,
1: and I think, you know, Dave, of course you were watching and from what you told us, I believe at the time it, it looked quite serious,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, I immediately, everything that happened, I immediately thought Achilles because um, he went down. It was not a contact. Uh, he immediately grabbed his heel. And then by the time the trainers came out, they were also uh, handling his calf to. And I mean that's just screams Achilles. But yeah. um, thankfully, it was it was just well, what he said was a rolled ankle. Um, yeah. but then it turned out that there was torn ligaments as well. Correct? Torns. I
0: think Maybe there were. Something. I don't think there were torn. I think they were just like injured i don't think any not, i don't think anything was torn
2: yeah i don't think so,
0: i mean
1: and and maybe you want to talk about this tony but i don't think because he's official statement was tony wasn't it uh two to four weeks
0: yeah roughly? two to four weeks which right. in i don't
1: Heath, think you he, here's a problem but i don't think he would say that if there was torn ligaments right i mean i guess maybe well, a par- partially torn i'm not an expert but
0: yeah but you know, like, but again Heath has done this before Yes. We've yeah. seen him say, Oh, this is, it's nothing. It's an injury at two to four weeks. And up being eight weeks, you know,
2: Well, he did that with Ike.
0: Yeah. For
2: mm-hmm. a All, whole season.
0: For a whole season. Exactly. Right. So, and then he, he also did it with uh, Roman Metnair, you know, oh, he'll be not- back. Been, nope, 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 not do back. You, do you
1: think it's him just trying to be optimistic? Like say with, with Ike, you know, that was a big mystery for most people, us included. And you know, you know the head injury that I think now is common knowledge, but I mean mm-hmm. that is something where it could be, you know, say two to four weeks, but you don't know it's nonlinear. You don't know how it's going to go the recovery that is. So yep. maybe is that he's just trying to be optimistic and say, oh
2: yeah, probably two to four weeks. Probably. I, I, it could be. I think it could also be tactical. I mean, yep. if if no one ever really knows when he's going to be back, it might be harder to plan for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, then once he can. You know, once they're at some point within the injury, they can start putting him questionable on the report, so then the teams can't plan at all. I mean, I, I think there could be some tactics in there, but yeah, it probably is slightly, at least partially, optimism. Yeah. Um, it could also be him talking out his ass. So.
0: And uh, yeah, so it's we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, it's a speedy recovery because we need him in the midfield really bad. Um, mm. But uh,
1: I mean, um, we don't. Uh, well, maybe not,
0: maybe we'll, we'll talk about it. maybe not, but <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, I wish I got to watch this game. I really did. I really do. Because yeah, three goals in the first half for Minnesota, red card yep. from, from uh, Cabral, uh, yep. L- the galaxy. So they're down, you know, they're down to 10 LA galaxy is down to 10 men after the first yep. goal. And then a couple more come. and Reynoso had a brace uh, that might yep. end up sounding like a broken record too, but that, that was awesome to see. And uh, But yeah, I just, Tony, if we're going to, if we're going to just spend a few minutes and, and we talked about it beforehand, but uh, yeah, then the other thing to come out of this, there was three red cards given out in this game. Uh, one of them was to Joseph Rosales for, well, he had two yellow cards. I didn't, yep. and again, I didn't see him, so I'm not going to comment on him, but yellow card, you know, two yellow cards is the red. And he, yep. so he, both uh hunter and internationals are out for, you know, this, you know, yesterday's game. Yep. yep.
0: So that's correct. Uh, I think the second yellow card for Rosales was some chirping. Um, he was doing a little bit of you know after he got his first yellow card. So that was an extra time, anyways. So I mean,
2: yeah, it didn't mean much,
0: didn't mean much for the game, but meant for the next game, which son of a beast thing, you know. Here we go. Um, but they win the game three to two guys,
2: huge little
0: little concerned about going up three goals and then giving away two goals in the second half.
2: Which might be another broken record,
0: yeah, but (laughs) It's nice to win, but but they got to stop this whole giving up goals when you're up by a bunch yeah. of points. You yeah, know?
2: I, you know I think if there's one thing that we can take from that match, it's the fact that, um, yay, our offense started clicking. It didn't like quite quick Click. I mean, if if it's a modern, you know, modern vehicle that's now what nine gears, they were probably in sixth or seventh, maybe I don't know. But um, and at times not even barely in third. But, um, you know, it, there was a clear uh, presence between dozing off and waking back up. I remember there was a clear presence of, of you know, the sense of, oh, you know, we're looking better than we did against Miami, which, again, at times Miami looked better than any other times. So we've been, all of a sudden, you're seeing this progression of the attack, maybe starting to get some feeling to it, liveliness to it. But, yeah, I mean, it comes back to what happened in Miami, and yep. then it comes back to what happened now in L.A. Yep. We cannot hold goals when we yeah. are winning. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. well, leads when we're – you know, it's just bizarre. And Well, and that and that's the
1: thing. You're going to – I mean, teams are going to give up goals, and that's why Miami was troubling because I, at large parts in that game, I don't want to rehash what we already talked about, but, I mean – you're not going to win one nil every game. That'd be great right. if you could, but you're just not. And so, in a game, say Miami, where Minnesota could have easily been up, you know, two—I don't—I I could say three—but they easily could have been up, say, two nil, you know, prior to blowing that that lead and the game. Um, it's just frustrating. So, at least here in this case, we saw you know the three goals. And I mean, I guess I'd rather win a game three two, you know, than than one nil. Yes. Uh, but yes it is troubling it is troubling so i mean granted the second one's quite late but it is you you just want to put keep the you know the throttle down you know push keep it to the floorboards and, and and they just they seem to have a problem with that uh at least recently but again a, a, a maybe a good problem to have when you're scoring three goals a game at least for the last two but uh yeah it, it's troubling
0: and this is a galaxy team that's getting reinforcements isn't uh bail coming to galaxy? No,
2: it's lafc.
0: Oh, he's going to like I thought he was going to galaxy. No,
2: he's LAFC. going to the uh, the richer team, really. And then that okay. because that's that's who I
1: mean, that it was really interesting how they're doing it. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but like that. I mean, who I know a couple of it's a tam move, isn't it? And then, or do I have that reversed? I mean, they're, they're paying oh, yeah. down a couple of their stars with tam you know, and, and, you know, leaving their DP, I think I'm assuming with Vela. Um, and, and Yep. I don't know their, their whole roster up yep. and down, but it's, yeah. it's interesting. Obviously LAFC uh, must have enough TAM stored up and then they can, and they're just, you know, they're paying, they're paying it down with TAM. They can afford to do that because they don't need it elsewhere. They have spent big money on their DPs. and uh, Yeah. Great. That was great but, news to
2: see, but I, I need to <laughs> announce something. It turns out that our neighbor just started their palm tree on fire with a firework. Oh, oh my! Thanks, Dorian. Uh, yeah, my wife just texted me and said that our neighbors behind us started a palm tree on fire with fireworks. Whoops. Well, hopefully Here's it doesn't we. get uh, out of control. Hopefully they can deal. Yeah, Fourth of July.
0: So anyway, back to that. So just quick, a little
1: Fourth of Fourth of July news. Yeah. yeah.
0: So just crazy. quickly, guys. So they're getting so LFC is getting Gert Bale and they're getting uh, Cialini. Oh, right. uh, so they're getting both those guys, which is like, holy shit, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I and mean, Chiellini is on his last legs and we'll see how he does. Of but, course, yeah. Um, so we win the game, guys, 3-2. Feeling good about that. Uh, Very good, yeah. Then, of course, uh, last night we had RSL here um, at uh, Allianz Field. Um, The lineup... Because of Ariaga and Rosales being gone, the lineup was interesting because your front four was Anne Maria, Bongi, Ray, and Fragapane. And your midfield was Will Trapp and Robin Ludd playing the midfield. Which And was, he has
1: played this position before. Yeah, he has right? not, with not with us. Not with us, but no, but with Finland. And like mm-hmm. you made the I made the I mean they made the comment on the broadcast. You David, you made the comment that he's mm-hmm. basically played everywhere for, almost <laughs> for Finland, yeah. but, but it is, you know, it's great to see. And it was really going to be interesting, you know, to see, you know, is he going to, is he going to be as involved in the attack as he, you know, had been in previous games. And I mean, I think early on it, it was clear that, you know, yes, he's playing, I guess, the number eight, you know, alongside, was it, I'm sorry, trap. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he cert- you know, Robin Lude was certainly involved in the attack uh, last night. He, he came, oh so close uh, a couple of times but what a you know what a, a player that uh, Robin Lute is and it, it's just it's I think that's actually a great spot for him I hope obviously he's he's good in in the wing position as well but he's his success here in the in the nine um, but yeah I like I what I like about Lute in the eight is he is he, I mean, talk about one of your hardest working players on the team, it has to be Robert Load. He always puts in the effort day in, day out, game in, game out. He's one of the rocks for this club, at least on the attacking side of things. You know, obviously um, he's scored a number of goals ever since he kind of kicked that little funky, he had to start his career here with Minnesota. But uh, yeah, I just like in that eight, he, he has shown the work to put in both defensive, you know, going, getting back on defense, Going out on the attack. So yeah, I mean, it, it made sense to put him in the lineup. And you know, yep. quite frankly, depending on Ariaga's injury, um, maybe we'll see him there again. And yep. I wouldn't really have a problem with that, especially with how he looked last night. I mean, he didn't score a goal, but he was certainly involved in the attack. He put in the work to get back defensively. So I think all in all, kind of a promising look. So
0: yep. It was uh yeah, to put your best guys on the pitch and let's we'll see what happens, you know. Is your house on fire, David? That's good. I couldn't see it.
2: I was disappointed.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, too bad. Can,
2: get
1: you, cop. We were just talking about uh, Robin Lloyd and how maybe he fits in pretty well as a number
2: eight, maybe for this club, just because yeah, yeah. his, his work ethic is is you know bar none. You know, I, I think you know people were saying that he was fantastic and tremendous. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think we lost elements of his play, but in terms of Dave, as you said, his work ethic incredible and he was he did some really great stuff in defense yeah. um but yeah i think we did lose a little bit um in the attack unfortunately mm-hmm. but it was still good it was he played very well yeah yeah i i kind of i was being
1: i was throwing general strokes paintbrush strokes here but i mean i was saying i mean he was involved in the attack. And in defense, you know, he was he was that boxer box. He was involved a little bit. Yeah, David, you're correct. Maybe not as much as we're used to seeing, but uh, you know, and I was telling Tony, I mean, he was he was darn close to scoring a goal last night. Yeah, he was. Probably mm-hmm. should have had one. So
0: um, so guys, we're getting to this game, and it's a home game. It's July 3rd. I'm sure a lot of people in the stands were uh pretty uh lubed up. The it game looked like
2: it looked.
1: It looked and sounded like a great crowd. Yeah, there. yeah, cool. it did.
0: Well, everybody had the next day off, you know, Sunday night yeah. game. You know, that's it's great. So right away, guys, uh ninth minute, uh Reynoso scores a goal here, and I'm trying to pick up the highlight because I didn't get a chance to see it. But oh, this oh is, yeah, the, oh, oh, I'm
1: I don't have the replay in front of me, goal. but it's one of it's one of those where just just his dribbling skills, his footwork mm-hmm. to move in and around that box and defenders. Yes. And I think ultimately, I mean, I'm not going to, ultimately, I think I agree with, uh, I can't remember if it's Cal or Kendra, but the way they described it is they were, it looked like maybe the defenders were waiting for him to, you know, pass the ball off to maybe yep. Robin Lud say, or someone else or like Armaria. But he, I think they were surprised when he took that shot, you know, you know, cause he could have laid it off to somebody else, but he took that shot, got it right yep. underneath the goalkeeper. And it's just awesome to see, right. Any time that-
0: race course gives him three goals in the past two games right at that point right so guys we're off and running we're at home ninth minute i'm sure the crowd is super into it at this time of the game i think i was lighting off fireworks in the neighbor's driveway um that i didn't really want to but i was told i had to um so that's great we need when you're at home you need to get get pedal the metal get that first goal out right away Get the crowd involved, get everybody involved, and, and and just keep feeding it. Just keep going. Keep going. Uh, unfortunately, though, after that ninth minute, guys, you were watching, David, uh, did they do anything after that ninth minute for a while?
2: I mean, you know, they had a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe broken a record in a sense. But, um, no, they, I mean, I, I, they looked good. I mean, I thought they were on the front foot they they were moving the ball really well their passing was crisp they had a lot of one time passes um i mean it was it was uh i mean really pretty clean um you know i mean obviously i'm going all from the offensive standpoint mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i thought they they moved the ball the way you want to see them move the ball they yeah. they did what you want to see them do yeah I, I was going to
1: say, yeah, to, to kind of echo David's point. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. the You know, for most of the, you know, for basically the rest of the first half after that ninth minute Ray goal. Yeah. Okay. The scoreline didn't move, but I mean, I thought it was clear who the better team was. It was, oh, yeah. in my opinion, it wasn't even close. I mean, Minnesota had the possession. They had possession in the final third. Yes. Nothing came of it uh, for most of that first half after the goal, but uh, I, you know, Bongi almost had a goal. I think uh, there was some uh, clear, clear opportunities. And so they were, Minnesota was dominating and, you know, their final third possession and actually, you know, some significant chances were coming out of it. I thought it looked very promising at no point was I concerned about them giving up the lead, at least at that point in the game, it just felt like they were in, almost in cruise control. And I might be exaggerating a little bit here, but it almost looked like I was watching a European club play soccer with their triangulation passing. Sure. Uh, it was the passing was some of the best I've seen all year in that first half.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, especially if you stay on that left side. Um, yes. I mean, you know, I've been pretty at hard on Franco, but that exchanging between Lud, Franco, uh, Luis, Reynoso, I mean, was just really kind of lights out. I mean, they, they all were passing really well. I think, I mean, even Luis was at just under uh, 77% pass, which is actually pretty good for him. Um, yeah. Frank was over 88. Um, Ray was a little low, but it's still like 70, 72.6 load was 90%. I mean, they were all that left side was, was fantastic. Um,
1: yeah. I, I, yeah, if you're look, I mean, if you're looking for who I can't, ah, oh, shoot, I wish I could tell you the guy uh, from RSL. I mean, I think if you're looking for an RSL highlight, basically, I mean, Dane did have to make a, I'd call it a pretty, maybe not save of the week save, but I mean, a pretty going to his right had to kind of dive, and it was a great save in the sense that he had to really stretch out for it. Um, there was a rebound, but it was very, very short and small, and he was able to just smother the ball. But that was. That was basically it from Real Salt Lake. Maybe, you know, I don't know if you remember that one, David.
2: Yeah, you know, they that was really kind of it. They probably around the 35th minute, 30th minute or so, I felt like the, the momentum was shifting a little bit. Um, you know, by the time halftime came in, it was, I was starting to feel a little bit like, okay, where's Tony and him saying, you know, we got to get into halftime without allowing a goal because (laughs) I I was expecting Tony to say something and then it's a happen. Um, I mean, that's just kind of how the momentum started feeling towards the end of that half. Um, Yeah, but overall, uh, you know, my notes say that 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 was happening, but the defense held. uh, Dave, yes, uh, DSC had that really good save. I feel like he had another save in that time too, um, but yeah, I mean it was, you know, it's it, and you expect that from a team that's playing really well on the front foot. You expect to, there to be some cracks in the defense. It's a matter of whether or not they, you know, allow those cracks to break. Yep. and they did. So,
0: and so we get close to the half, guys, and we get a little get a little gift uh, from RSL. We get a little foul in the yeah. box.
1: This is interesting. And of course, you're talking about Ray. And I mean, in real time, I was convinced that it was a penalty, no doubt about it. I was surprised that Cal and Kendra were kind of surprised that it was called a penalty. I was like, well, that's an obvious penalty, obvious penalty. And I mean, looking at the replays today, a little bit closer, I I guess I could see, I, I can see the argument. I, I was still pretty adamant at the time that it was a penalty but I, I could see your argument if you wanted to make the case that it wasn't I it you know I think
2: yeah you know I think Kendra especially is is playing for a national gig because she's slowly shifting her bias yes. Like I don't I, I think I've noticed that a lot over the last few matches that I've gotten to hear that actually um, where she's kind of, not being a homer, you know? Um, And this is one of those situations. And as far as I'm concerned, this is what I told John as well, was, look, you don't make that type of contact in the box. I don't care what the situation is. You know, he had a a long touch without a doubt, Yep. but you don't make contact like that. I mean, he was chased, the RSL guy, and I don't remember who it was, was chasing, essentially chasing Ray. Ray took a hard touch, but he still had the ability to catch up to that, and contact was made. You're going to get a PK. I don't. I, I mean, I get what Kendra's saying without a doubt. Um, but I don't see how that's not a PK nine times out of ten.
0: Yeah, and uh, so we get the nice little gift from RSL. So still goes go stick to free um, the free kick. <laughs> the free kick, the penalty kick, the PK, I should say. If you if you watch it, the goalie for RSL. Times it perfectly. Yeah, that I mean, was right? great. Yep. And got it, it,
1: perfectly. Wasn't, it, it wasn't the best uh, uh, attempt yeah. from Ray.
0: No, uh, it wasn't. As, no, it was a lazy attempt.
2: Um, and, you know, and, when and I was and looking at the replay and I don't think Ray even hinted. So it was just kind of a lazy
1: kick. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing was, you know, whether you want to call it the goalkeeper guessed right, or he knew where Ray was going, it really doesn't matter. Goalkeeper dives, you know, to his left. He, he almost overdoes it because that's what I'm saying. Ray's yeah. PK, it just didn't have the pace, might have been okay, but the positioning was not great. And I, because the goalkeeper guessed right or knew where he was going and dove to that direction, yep. the goalkeeper almost got lucky because didn't he throw his arm up? Yeah, he, that's... Just barely, he got lucky to save it, you know, yep. or save the uh, attempt, of course. The initial attempt. Uh,
0: but of course, that's the rebound that makes the goal for Ray. Is uh, exactly. the rebound comes out right in the center of the box, Ray just goes walks up and goes, yep, chips it in. Yep,
1: and, and you like to see it. I wouldn't expect anything less, you know, on ninety-nine out of hundred days, uh, you know, or games from Renault. So he didn't he didn't put his head down when he knew it was gonna be potentially nope. saved, but he, he just casually walked right up, you know, professional attempt. At least, you know, maybe he would have said he could have done better with the with the attempt, but he was right there to just knock it in the back of the net.
2: Well, yeah. you know, and what's so great about it is that he could be casual because with McMath diving the way he did mm-hmm. and the fact that he had to reach back to save it, the rebound was going to happen. There's no way around it because there's no way that McMath can actually hold on to that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, two, there's an open net. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, McMath is basically on his stomach at that point. I mean, there's nothing he can do. So it, it, was, it was really good luck for Ray mm-hmm. to be able to, one, After keeping his composure, be able to just have that casual shot because no one was going to get that ball. It seems like everybody fell asleep behind him.
0: They did. And lucky for us, you know. So we're up, guys, going to the half up 2 0, looking pretty good. good. I mean, feeling good. Uh We're at home, crowds behind us. We didn't give up a late goal and feeling confident. Come out of the half, guys, and, and I guess you could say, I was probably a little concerned coming out of the half that we come out and just look like garbage and just go back in defensive position and be like, oh, 2-0, at home, we're done. But we really didn't because uh, in the 61st minute, Ariaga, or not Ariaga, Amaria, <laughs> Amaria gets a goal in the 61st minute.
1: Oh, and what and, a goal.
0: And a was. great goal. And uh, the pa- who had the pass on this one?
1: Reynoso, That was right, cool.
0: the, right up. I mean, just splits the defenders. araga got beautiful. it, and it was beautiful. I mean, hello. This is what we want to see from the guy. This is everything yeah. we want to see.
2: It was, know, one, it, it was just one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. Well, I was just going to say that uh, depending on the view of that goal, mm-hmm. dictates how nice that goal actually looks. Because from the broadcast angle, that goal looks beautiful. But when you get behind the net, it turns out he didn't have to chip it at all because he actually shot it wide of, of McMath. McMath was already past him yeah. and had allowed the net to be open. And so yeah. he didn't have to chip it. He could just tap it in. But- I, I
1: remember, I mean, I just, what I remember most about that goal is just obviously Reynoso threading the needle, his pass to find mm-hmm. a perfectly timed run from Amaria. It was a thing of beauty like that was. But then in real time, I remember just thinking that, oh, you know, maybe – um, I'm sorry, is it McMath the goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe him coming off his line was gonna be a good thing. Armario uh, was gonna be late with his shot and you know, wasted beautiful opportunity, but no, so so in real time, I was like getting nervous, and then to see that chip, which looked like a chip over him. Uh, it just it looked a beautiful, let's
2: just put it that way. But yeah, so, you know, in it the I think the biggest thing about that. Whole sequence was the fact that we're we're seeing the communication starting to work. I mean that had to be right on. I mean he was peeling off of um, uh, what's his no name uh, number four. I can't think what his name is. Um, he was peeling off of him, and and for Ray to know to have the visibility to understand what Luis is gonna be doing shows that they're starting to communicate better in live action yep. uh, and run a play and they're they're starting to get to where they should have been maybe 10 games ago um, you know what else and it's just good to see
0: well also I want to say too about Ann Maria is that it's it's his his game now I mean it's his his position now you know there's no a new sitting in the backfield or on the bench going, waiting for Amaria to have a bad game to come in. This is his deal. You
1: know? Well, now wait a minute. We well, got Abu Dunladi on the bench. We'll oh, get, we'll get, we'll, get to, we'll get to him later. A shit. We'll get to him Why did him you, anyway,
0: you bring him up, Dave? Come on.
1: We'll we'll get to him later. It was, later. It was will, Johan Kaplov, by the way. That Luis yeah. Peel. Okay. We'll get to Dunladi later, but I mean I, I guess that you know, now at this point in the game, Tony, that you got us to three-nil lead in the 61st mm-hmm. minute, but uh yeah. I don't know what I'm more excited to see, you know, Ray with his second braces in as in many games mm-hmm. or Armoria getting a goal. I think it's, I don't know. They're both awesome and amazing things, but I mean, I think it, it was just fantastic to see our Maria get a goal here.
2: Yep. You know, he, well, you know, and that's now two and three games for Amaria mm-hmm. um, true, and true. They, you've got, um, what is that now? Four, four and two games for Ray. Yep. And and so now you're talking, you're talking uh, 4 and I'm trying to do math here, six of, 6 of 7 goals 6 of the last 7 goals have been Ray and Amaria. Mm-hmm. and the 7th goal was Franco so you're you're looking at the last 7 goals have been scored by 3 of your 3 of your that is huge i mean huge. that's fantastic to be seen for us as a team
1: for for our for as a fan from a fan's point of view it's it's the confidence it helps our confidence level certainly and then what you hope is it helps their confidence level as players as well which i think it will and it's just um boy, what you know, coming off a three uh I, I'd call it improbable three nil win, you know, at, at the LA Galaxy. I mean, just to, to get up three nil at home against RSL. What how exciting is that for fans who've been waiting, you know, this is we've been waiting for the floodgates to open. At least I have. I mean, yeah. I just keep every week I'm predicting multiple goals scored by this team and it never happens. Yeah. So finally, finally, finally it, it we've scored now. Th- well, as of this moment in the game, three goals. So it's yep. quite an exciting time for
2: sure. But, so, but of course, yeah, right. We we yeah. have we have to we have to temper the excitement okay. a little bit because there's still Sorry.
0: 20 minutes. There's still 20 minutes left. I mean, yeah, still like you know, a third of the game left or fourth of the game. Oh
1: yeah, actually, um, minutes. half hour.
0: And speaking of your guy, here comes Delotti for Fragapane in the 69th minute.
1: And, and so, I remember making the comment, like, you know, we were like, oh, that's an, that's an interesting move. And I was like, my only thought was, well, okay, let's get, you know, your you know, he might be your primary backup striker other than, you know, putting
2: Robin Lud in, in
1: that position, yeah. but, but. Right. So- and I agree.
2: Yeah. When you said that, I agreed with you um, with the fact that, you know, if, you know, you have to be really careful with the substitutes because you only have that one, that one other attacker, and if you need to make a rotation at some point in that match, um, if you come up on a draw, you have nobody else. So you've got to be careful of the substitutes, bringing the body in, getting him warmed up just in case, God forbid, we need to score a fourth goal. Yep. That made sense. You know, it, it, it did. Uh, but at the I, same I, I... time. I
1: wasn't thinking. I'm thinking more bigger picture. You know, down the road. I mean, get a minutes in games as many games. Oh, sure. You're up. You're up three nil. I. What my thought process was. Okay, you're you're winning three nil at home. Let's get. This is a great opportunity to get Demolani some minutes. If in case we need him in future matches, not necessarily
2: later in this match, but. And of course, there's a reason why I picked my score to be three two. Yeah.
0: There is because oh uh, because <laughs> well, that's uh, 71st minute to give up a goal and oh. then they just come right back and five minutes later
1: it's another goal. It's the 71st minute goal, yeah, by Savarino that, that and he actually I think it was Saverino that had a maybe a couple opportunities I say a couple, but at least one opportunity prior to his goal in the 75th minute that he probably should have scored on. He might have expected him to score, but so maybe Savarino is due, but unfortunately. Maybe uh, David, you'd probably do the best at walking us through it. But I mean, wasn't it our 69th minute sub Din Lottie that uh,
2: was in large yeah, part so, responsible? You know, and I, I'm fairly certain, I, I I could be wrong, but I, I'm fairly certain I texted up. I texted that he gave up that pass. I'm almost positive I did. Um, but you did he gave you, up you, you did, and that's why I'm going to you did. Yeah. So I he he, of course, has a clear clear opportunity to make something of an attack. And he makes the most God awful pass known to mankind and gives up the ball. And then of course the ball goes directly back. Yep. And what does, what happens? Well, he ends up being the guy that essentially missed his marker. And well, yeah. Cause Dave, you nailed
1: it. You, you mentioned the pass with the text message. You, you nailed it. Like he, it was a bad pass. To give up the you know the turn turnover basically, but then to add insult to injury not injury but to add an insult to uh, the goal was the fact that Denali did a terrible job tracking back and marking yeah. the guy that he
2: ultimately should be responsible for exactly. And you know I have to give a shout out to Blake because he uh, tweeted both he tweeted video clips on of both the pass and the uh, failed to track back on the goal. Mm. And, you know, he he needs to get more love on Twitter because seriously, no one, like, I don't think anyone responded to him or liked the tweets, but yeah. he's completely correct. I mean, he he was like, look at, you know, he, Devani is the weakest link on this team. He is oh. the weakest link. Well,
0: oh, in case anybody wants to know, that's uh, fireworks in I, the background I, of uh, I, David's, oh, is that yeah. David's at you?
2: I, I think it's, it is, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not me. I was wondering. I, I've got my headphones on, so I can't hear anything outside of me. Yeah. So I'm just hearing it through the headphones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's it's uh,
1: darker in Florida right now than it is here in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's it's a very dark in Florida. Yeah.
0: Actually. Oh yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's not anything bad. There's no uh, smoke alarms. That is uh, fireworks. Once again, we have background noise on the podcast. Um. So, guys, we give up after the 71st goal, then we get to 76 minute, give another goal
2: on a nervous. corner
0: kick. And this is like, just so us, you know, to be <laughs> up by three goals be like, Hey, we're good to go. And then it's like, Oh, here comes the other team. And yeah,
2: and... Sorry, Tony. I, I was already going to start my complaint. Um, you know, and it, I immediately said that we should have subbed in Hayes before this goal. And the reason that I was arguing that we should have subbed in Hayes was because what Kidder said a few minutes after I said that was that we need to maintain possession. How else do you win a game? You just keep the ball out of their fucking possession. And That's all you got and to do. Fuss- yeah. And the frustrating part is they were doing that for most of the game, at least in the first half. And so. and so if Hayes, if you bring in Hayes into the midfield, Hayes is going to be more tightier. He, you know he's going to help with maintaining that possession midfield forward but instead they bring in a defender defender who's obviously not going to do that. You're going to draw the possession towards you. What happens when you draw the possession towards you, especially when it's the looms, you give up goals. And the thing is, is that's what we should have done. We should have been maintaining possession with Hayes in midfield and waiting until like the, I think I said the 78th minute to then bring in a defender. I mean, it comes back to sometimes you think Adrian Heath is doing what he needs to do. And then he does something that, you know, seems a little boneheaded. Yep. Um, but is what it is. You know, I, I mean, I think it's now how many games have we allowed a team to come back and well,
0: I, well couldn't even tell you. I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's powerfully coarse course at this point. Um, but so we're at the what 80th, 76th, 80th minute guys, and now we're kind of freaking out a bit. And then somehow we we turned the tide back our way and kind of just held on and we get we get the win, guys.
2: We get a win. Well, we should point out that Tony, you were the one that was freaking out. Yeah, I was. Well,
1: yeah, I mean make no mistake, Tony, you were maybe right. freaking out more than the, the two of us but I, I mean, mean I, I, I would I say I was nervous <laughs> it, it, I was just lounging you know by that point in the or at least in the in the 61st minute once Armoria scored and to make it 3-0 I, I was pretty much in cruise control comfort like hey feeling good about the outcome looking for six points in just a handful of days I thought that was awesome but yeah what you know once they made it three to two my eyes were open and I had to sit a little bit more on the edge of the couch and so it's not a comfortable feeling but i don't know i just based on the way the rest of the game went never mind those 5 minutes i still felt okay about it i wasn't panicking i don't yeah. think
0: yeah it was uh i guess i was a little frustrated at the end of that game but you know you can't blame me no i mean no yeah.
1: no because if if you know if you know if 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 rsl had found a way to get another goal boy what a gut punch, I mean, to give, I mean, they, and they were toying, they were, they, you know, they were threatening to do so. And they if were. you give up a three nil lead at home, it's what a slap in the face that would have been.
2: Jeez. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's I mean, it. I think Tony was more upset because he had the score picked at three. I did. I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and he was mm-hmm. thinking, well, okay, one goals. That's okay. That's okay. That's,
0: that's fine with me. Yeah.
2: And then, yep. then yep. literally four minutes later, he loses it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's, we all, we all picked, the loons to win, which I did. did
2: that. Yeah.
0: Uh, three to two. I, I,
1: I, I did pick them to win by one goal, even though I yeah. had the vani- vanilla, so called vanilla score of two to one. But I yeah. had
0: the one goal mark. I mean, it's a win at home, guys. It's it's It should happen that way, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, but I mean,
1: in the last, you know, I mean, it should happen. You're right. But I mean, it is significant the way this season is going for the loons. The, the, these last four days, uh, five days have been just massive because, you know, you're getting two wins, one on the road, one at home, but both from Western Conference teams that are mm-hmm. ahead of you in the standings. Now, granted, uh, as you go back to Wednesday, most of the clubs in the Western Conference were ahead of the loons in the West. But mm-hmm. hey, when they are, you know, you, to get points from teams that are higher in the standings yep. than you, it's huge.
0: And so, in guys,
1: fact, Yeah, I mean, so what? The, sorry, Tony.
0: Uh, we uh, basically, after these two games, we're up to 24 points now. We're he- holding on to the eighth position, uh, and it's pretty tight. I mean, oh and,
1: and Tony, that's uh, when you. I'm glad you brought that up because what I was going to say is, depending on how, uh, not that I, not that we, I care, but I, I don't care because, it's, in my opinion, a little too early to be worrying about playoff positioning. Positioning, but yep. depending on how the game in LA, Gal- in Carson, California, with the LA Galaxy and Montreal goes, technically Minnesota could end up. Inside that playoff position by the end of the
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh,
1: whole differential deal. Yep.
0: We're doing well. I mean, as well as we can right now. Uh, maybe this is our time to kind of hit the gas and get some wins and cool. some draws. And
2: we, we should, because we've got SKC in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, uh, Vancouver is beatable. SKC should be a cakewalk. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is weird to say. What is but, going uh, on?
1: I mean, w- what is going on with Kansas City? Because I mean, I have not followed them. What
0: well, they don't. Well, I mean, they suck. They don't have so their. Why? They don't have their DP because well, he's yeah. still injured.
2: Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, it's a minus seventeen goal difference. Mm-hmm. I think is what it was. Um, man. Yeah, it is. I'm looking. It's, at it right It's now. rough. Um, they're just not scoring goals, but their defense has been god awful as well. Minus seventeen. Um, that's obviously yeah. That's worse in the West.
1: I'm assuming it's worse in the East as well. I. Yeah, I it's think it's that's worse. The worst. Worse in the MLS, and they're in you know at the bottom, you know point wise as well with only sixteen points. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, so you're looking at two games coming up where we should, I mean, for sure get three because SKC's at home. Vancouver is on the road, so you can argue a point there. But um, you know, if you if you beat Vancouver or sorry, you draw Vancouver, um, we're going to maintain our position above them in the table. And then you have SKC if you get three. I mean, you're talking a a possible playoff position, even obviously, Dave, you said tonight it could be. But um, I mean, you've got to, I mean, I don't know. You're ha- over halfway through the season, right? Or by one time? game. they played yeah, eight by eight one game. So. Yeah. You, you got to start thinking where our position is going to be going into the whole stretch. I mean – Yeah, and I guess I, I just – yeah, that, that is true.
1: Absolutely, David. Uh, I think I, I was just saying it's too early to worry about seventh or eighth, you sure, know, right, given yeah. tonight's results. You. But, yeah, we're at the point of the season where you're starting to think about are you going to make the playoffs or not. That's – Right, yeah. I mean, because –
2: obviously you know the west especially seems to stay pretty tight yeah but um it's it's one of those things where eventually we're gonna start running out of games Mm -hmm. to get those points i mean and and so yeah i I think once you hit you know i don't know match 21 yeah you really should be focusing on where you are yeah and, and prior to
1: la the result at at la galaxy um, you know and the loons were in a tough spot. Of the, they went through a very really tough, you know, part of their schedule. And if they could somehow turn that around and actually get on a winning streak or at least a point streak, you know, I think it might be necessary after what they went through earlier in the season. You know, because of their poor play, yep. the, you know, a strong performance against teams that you expect to get a point result in you know i think it's important we'll see how it goes and but i you know heck you know to, you know back-to-back games where you're scoring three goals uh that that certainly helps my confidence level as a fan so
0: so guys let's head to the break we come out of the break it's gonna be a very short second half because we'll do our predictions about vancouver on friday night which is great because it's a friday night game in vancouver which means we can i can stay up late to watch it
1: yeah, because I think it must be a 930 start. I think yeah. I think it is a 930 start. But, yeah, when was the last time the Loons had a Friday night
2: game? I don't yeah, know. It obviously doesn't have an offense. So. It's nice. I think, I nice. think there's only one – I think there's for sure one a season. So, yeah. it's been sometime okay. last year. Yeah, okay. it's nice
0: to have it. And then uh, after that, I've got one – I mean, it's funny, but it's also kind of – well, you'll see when I talk about it. Uh, it is a story that I didn't get on the podcast last weekend – I'll do it tonight. It's too bad Connor isn't here for it, but uh, we'll talk about that. So we'll be back in just a minute, guys. Right. And we're back. Had to take a little break. Had to clean up some dog piss. Because the dog decided he was oh, going to no. pee in the bunnies area.
2: Oh. You know, so
0: oh, poor bunny. Scooch, back there and took a piss back there, which is great. This is the <laughs> second time he's pissed downstairs in the last two days. So I don't know what the problem is. I've been home for a while. I don't understand why he's peeing, but, yeah. you know, the whole, the whole diaper on hundred, percent of the time might be coming for him. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, we left guys. Uh, we're going to make some predictions about Vancouver, the Vancouver game coming up Friday night, 930. Um, Vancouver, I think is, have they t- tied with us? They have 24 points.
1: Yes. And we have 24 yeah. points. They're a much I different get, team than us though. I, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I was just looking at that knowing that we we're going to make predictions here and they we that we the Loons in Vancouver have identical records obviously then identical points per game. Uh, but yeah, uh Minnesota after, you know, it's we we'll call it an outburst of six goals in two games has a goal differential of 0 23 goals for and 23 against Vancouver mm-hmm. on the other hand Um, has a minus nine goal differential, nineteen scored and twenty eight given up. So, yeah, you're David. You're right, spot on. They're different, different clubs. So, all right.
0: So, this is a match that guys that we should be able to at least get a draw out of, if not a win.
1: It's tricky. I mean, I after saying that the nine, it sounds good. Nine goal different, minus nine goal differential for Vancouver zero for Minnesota, but. Uh, Minnesota, uh, Vancouver, the one thing about this club is they, they have been good at home, very good mm-hmm. at home. Better than Minnesota. I mean, they have five wins at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, only five of their seven wins have been at home. So they have been tough, like most clubs. That's, you know, that's not shocking. But again, it's always difficult to get road wins in this league. So yeah, it's hard to predict a win.
0: So uh, I'll go first. Uh... I'm predicting a two to one Loons victory in this game against Vancouver. Uh, we will score two goals in the first half. We'll give up a goal in the second half and make everybody bite their fingernails for half an hour. And that's that. So, two to one for me. Uh, David?
2: Um, I am going to say that Vancouver has been. Uh, very good at home. However, they have not played the Loons when Ray is Ray. Mm -hmm. Um, And when the rest of the attack that should have been one of the best in the league is starting to actually play like it could be one of the best in the league. So I'm saying 3-1 win for the Loons. Sorry. Let's clarify that. So yes, I'm saying we're going to score three goals in three
0: straight games. Wow. Dave, how about you?
1: Funny that you say that, David, because I am just getting sick and tired of only getting three goals a game. <laughs> so I'm going to go for the, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, no. <laughs> I mean, hey, a, you can do whatever you want. Do, I, I, was, I was sick and tired of, of seeing one or no goals per a game. So I'm <laughs> thrilled right now. Um, uh, my confidence level is very high in this club. Recently, in the last less than a week, obviously, but I, Tony, honestly, I like your score. I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback on that one, uh, the two-one. It, it, it's the same prediction that I had here at home versus RSL. It's a vanilla score. It's a boring scoreline, but you know what? It feels right to me, um, and I, and I like how you predicted it too. I, I you know, getting up two-nil, um, a con- and bouncing off David's point. You know, a confident Reynoso with back-to-back braces let's keep that rolling on Maria in the action for pony. So, yeah, I, I like us getting up two nil and, uh, and then giving up one good for good measure. So yeah, not to uh, copy you, Tony, but uh, honestly, hey. if you, I like it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we all are going to say there's wins. We will, uh, I will text Connor and ask him what his score will be. I'm sure there'll be another victory. Uh, I will let him sleep. but I will not text him until tomorrow because um, he's probably sleeping right now what needs. I think
1: that's true I think normally normally uh, uh, you know if you look at the season in the whole I probably predict a draw I'm always, I'm fairly optimistic I hate predicting losses I've done this I've done it on the pod before but yeah I don't know why not with the recent run of form let's go very recent run of form with this club scoring goals let's go we're going to win let's go yeah. all, all right. and hopefully we can all stay up david it starts at 10:30 your time
0: man yeah, i know
1: so <laughs> no, late well, they're, they're, they're killing the East Coast fans. They <laughs> really
0: are, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, the, sun, the Sunshine Loons are suffering. Yeah, they are. Um, so, guys, now we're done with soccer talk. I've got the funny story. Well, it's funny, but not really. I mean, it's funny, but yeah. I, I'll explain it. The headline, now get ready, is a uh, man gets extreme super gonorrhea after unprotected sex with a prostitute.
2: Hmm. Now, is such a thing is that a medical I didn't know there is, was it
0: a... is medical. Okay. Uh an, Austri- an Austrian man in his 50s has contracted a strain of, of super gonorrhea. Scientists say in a study published, it's a study. So they did a study on this guy this is such a super strain of gonorrhea
1: (laughs) not a study you want to be involved in
0: like hey buddy you got gonorrhea can we do a study of why because we think it's like a super strain of it like mutant strain and it is the uh, man contracted the disease after having sex with a sex worker in cambodia without wearing a condom well there's your first mistake right there i mean Mm. come on uh usually people who have contracted gonorrhea are treated with antibiotics uh Cifrit- I don't even know the name of it, is often used on its own or combined with uh, azithromycin to clear symptoms of, of the disease. Azithromycin. Yeah.
1: But I mean, that's something that's actually an, a, a very common general yeah. purpose use uh, antibiotic. But.
0: Well, they said uh, this gonorrhea has been developing antibiotic resistance since the 1930s, <laughs> which is a concern because it becomes untreatable, it poses a major global public health threat. The super strain found in the Austrian man was resistant to both the cefr and amtrimycin, as well as a host of other antibiotics normally used to treat the disease, including a bunch of names. I'm going to Citroflumaxin, tetracycline. They went through yeah. like everything. They tried to do everything. With this guy all, I mean,
1: and actually, so, this yeah. is sorry to hi- hijack, and I'm not going to, but yeah, it's actually scary. Not just because it's super gonorrhea. It's scary that whatever, what, regardless of what to, you know bacteria you're talking about it's scary that they're getting more and more resistant to the antibiotics and the more you use the antibiotics the more they're gonna the more resistant so yeah it's not it's slippery slow
0: oh guys it uh mostly affects you know the throat uh, symptoms include painful urination uh discharge from your your wiener uh pain or swelling in one testicle stuff like that so it's really a fun disease now I had to show I had show you guys this is the picture they they did like here. This is the picture of the stock image they used. Oh, okay. And it says, stock and it says image. Underneath I, I was worried guys. It says stock image underneath it says stock image, a man clutching at his crotch in an animation of a gonorrhea bacterium. It's like really need, that.
1: I was well. That was okay. I was worried it was going to be much more graphic
2: than that. that where is the news story from? Actually, like who uh, this is it?
0: this is actually from where was it from? Because uh, of a friend of mine sent Newsweek. Oh, it's from Newsweek, so it's a trusted source. Uh, the Austrian man went to the urologist five days after he had sex with the Cambodian woman, complaining of a painful urination and urethral discharge. He was diagnosed with the gonorrhea and prescribed the usual treatment. Over two weeks later, despite symptoms having ease and a swab culture, uh, coming up negative for the bacteria, a PCR test done on the sample was positive for gonorrhea. The man's resistant strain of gonorrhea turned out to be closely related to a strain known as Q. Seriously, that's the name of the strain, q. How is that uh,
2: spelled?
0: W-H-O-Q. So, which has previously been associated with three cases of uh, gonorrhea in Southeast Asia. After doing tests of the man's samples to determine which drugs might work best, he was then prescribed additional treatment. With a, a, some sort of acid, which is great. After this treatment, then it's finally free. And so they have to treat him with some like acid. Diet. I don't even know what the heck they did with that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. And the final, that, the rest of the stuff is, is stupid, but the final uh, sentence of the story, guys the Cambodian woman who may have given the man the disease has not been traced. Well, no shit. She's a, yeah, Cambodian, she's, a Cam, she's a Cambodian prostitute. Come on. This
1: happened in Cambodia. Oh yeah, he
0: went there. Yeah. I'm sure for you know, fun. Yeah.
2: You know? <laughs> so, sex. so Hans decided to have too much fun in yeah Cambodia.
0: Cambodia. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't know. I feel like Cambodia is a warning, probably that, right there. I mean, uh, I mean, well, in I, any third world country. Yeah probably you mm-hmm. stray away from those decisions. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. Or at least... double. Well, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't want to just specifically say Cambodia well, is or, probably, but... Well, or anywhere. Well, I mean, and, you know, actually, no. let's clarify that even more. Even no. if, no. if... If they're willing to do without protection, you should probably stray away from that. I, I was <laughs> going
1: to say, I don't care if you're in... I mean, I... Y- like Amsterdam, for example, I know they're trying to crack down on that as well, but like Amsterdam example, they're all licensed, you know, at least blah, blah, blah. But even if they were, he would still want to take uh, certain precautions if you're going to partake in that activity, I would think so.
2: I I wonder if if this guy, um, and I apologize to all Hanses out there, uh, (laughs) I wonder if this guy uh, is one of those guys that feels he can't wear protection.
0: It might be. Might be one of those. Because, you know, whatever reason, stupid reason. Yeah. Because he wants to get super gonorrhea. Yeah.
2: He 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 probably deserves what he
1: got. Probably. Yeah. It's scary. Well yeah, I mean, let's hope super gonorrhea doesn't become a thing. We got people. Because it could could.
0: we got we got monkeypox wandering around right now. So right.
1: Yeah, that's why I was saying like it's no joke that the 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 bacterial the bacteria that are resistant to antibiotics and it's going to be coming more and more of a problem, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is a shame. But anyway, yeah,
0: actually
2: we we had a case of monkeypox not that far from here.
0: Oh, hey,
2: it's uh like forty minutes.
0: Oh, watch yourself down there.
2: Yeah,
0: the monkeypox. Um, so yeah, there you go. Super gonorrhea, guys. Fun times. Uh, you guys I anything mean, else you want to talk about before we get out of well, here? Well,
1: just a super quick note, because I brought it up earlier regarding the standings and the playoff lines. We're talking about, you know, L.A. Galaxy, as a record, have yet to play. They're still like an hour away from kickoff. But that all might be a moot point because Colorado is actually up 2-0 over Atlanta re- or Austin right now. Nope. So should Colorado maintain that lead and win their game, they would be at uh, 25 points. Ahead of both LA and Minnesota, and therefore making a playoff position after tonight impossible. So we'll see.
0: Well, good. Colorado, good notes. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, we got uh, half a season left. Uh, anything's possible at this point. Um, well,
2: right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the game for you. Yeah.
0: So hopefully, Connor is getting some sleep right now. Um, you Guys are going back to work tomorrow. I'm not so
2: enjoy the day off, Tony.
0: Well, I will you deserve it. well, yeah
2: I, I, I almost work today. Uh, I hate time off. Like, uh,
0: no, love
2: it. I just can't do that stuff.
0: Love it. Love it. I have to worry about anything. So, um, yeah, so good pod, guys. Yeah, uh, hopefully, Connor will be back uh, next week, next weekend. Uh, so for myself, yep. Tony, for Dave and David. We'll talk to you guys next weekend. All right, go loons. Go loons.